Howdy there, folks. Text the Black Pants Legion. I'm here with Mr. Mike on my right. Say hi, Mr. Mike. Hello. And from across the pond, the man, the myth, the legend, the stereotype, the third generation pie man, the beast of Barnsley. Good day, Chip. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the thing we have to talk about first. Um, so the Black Pants Legion is a place of shenanigans. Um, and has been for a very long time. You're, you're one of the relatively newer-ish members of, of our long and studied and strange history. Um, you are one of the people who has a Black Pants Legion tattoo that still has, or a Black Pants Legion tattoo that, uh, yeah, has a Yorkish rose behind it. So, you know, you've got that. And that's, that's Yorkish, fucking... it sounds like a slur. No, 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 no. I'm just saying <laughs> for people who understands, like it, for people who don't understand the War of the Roses is still carried on in some people's hearts. And for people yep. who don't know, that's English Civil War. So, um. Yeah, me and Jamie still attack each other. <laughs> so, uh, the red versus the white and you you end up with yeah yorkist rose uh, and black pants so i i am humbled and honored to be remembered in this way sir but i i have to ask um when you joined the black pants legion did you ever think that you were going to represent us in the world gravy wrestling championship no i didn't even know that thing exists until the weirdos are like hey yeah that sounds like something chippy would do and who who would have guessed I do stupid shit? Well, that's the thing is uh, you were talking about you know the importance of pies and pie culture. You you refer <laughs> exactly. to yourself as uh, like third or fourth generation pieman, and you've got your your expertise in pies from the north and all of those very important things of of being a true North FC lad. But when it <laughs> and I just see you laughing on the camera because you're like no yes, um, <laughs> but. Then we found out there was a World Gravy Wrestling Championship. We immediately asked, is it real gravy, to find out it wouldn't be because I guess the, the salt would kill people or something. Or yeah, the weak people, the people who aren't dedicated to the craft. But it is no bullshit wrestling. It, it, that was the one thing that when we saw the video of it, we saw some people out there playing around like with costumes going, ha, ha, ha. And then I saw this one lady and she was going, oh, it's just funny and it's silly. And then I watched her do judo and I was like, that's that's not silly at all, madam. That's judo. <laughs> what was great is when a sippy took me, he came, he came to mine beforehand so he could take me. Uh, and he's like, all right, I'll show you all these cool arm bars so you can break their arms if they get out, if they get too rowdy with you. I'm like... No, uh, you don't, you don't want to be breaking people's arms, Sippy. He's like, what do you mean? It's wrestling. I'm like, it's, it's, not it's not. W- you don't want to go to a charity aligned gravy wrestling thing, and and then uh, so if I break a guy's arm while the kids are watching. He's like, go, Daddy, can my arm go like that? Yeah, if you fuck around, <laughs> go go in there for a charity aligned wrestling thing as quote the Beast of Barnsley and literally start breaking people's arms. Like people would go, what the fuck? I mean, if you like threw a guy. <laughs> into the crowd um because you're not a small dude and i'm not i'm hoping that people don't think that you're like the literal north fc meme uh in terms of visual representation but you're a big sturdy guy you build stuff i'm kind of like the north fc guy if he did the big chungus like expand ah right i'm bald yeah (laughs) but but it's a little bit it's one of those things where you build shit for a living you actually build shit for a living so you're not in bad shape and it's it's like you go out there and fight and i started seeing the other people who showed up and nobody told us there was going to be a fucking viking yeah the guy who looks like a 
like a recovering crack addict Jason Momoa. Yeah, th- th- there was a guy <laughs> who came in who looked like an NPC from Skyrim. Like, and, and I was like, what the fuck? Because we're all going into this with the American wrestling mentality, you know, where we're like, come up with a name and a character and goof off. And would you mind sharing with the audience your uh, chosen fighting name? I am the great Randolph Beef Checkers, the beast of Barnsley, forsaken son of Randolph P. Checkers. We, we had this amazing, uh, you guys put together an amazing bunch of little, um, advertisements and promos and you oh, were running them. Great. Oh, those were fantastic. Those were so good. <laughs> those were, those were fantastic. And enough people documented this to where we're, we, Mike and I had mentioned, and we were considering, uh, using, um, bits of that. Plus the promos as a short for, uh, making a, uh, the, that one time that the, uh, black pants legion, um, entered a, a gravy wrestling championship because it's it's an amazing story i mean it was for charity it was for good you represented at a hospice um Hi. yeah you did fantastic work out there now here's my question though what did you learn from gravy wrestling uh i learned that the minute shit kicks off not even just in gravy wrestling just in wrestling you get a plan in your head because i had this i was with this guy we were planning for fucking like a good 45 minutes I'm like, okay, this is how it's going to go, all that. And we got to the first part, which was he's going to run up to me and he's going to clothesline me and I'm going to fall like a sack of shit and make a big splash, which worked. But then we were both out of breath, so we're just kind of like <laughs> running up and hugging each other and kind of <laughs> falling. You know, like, all right, you throw me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you on that because you went out there and were like, I'm going to put on a show and I'm going to work with this other guy and we're going to do this fucking amazing thing. Yeah. And, and then as it goes into it, like three punches into it, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't help that the minute... I'm like at the gazebo waiting to stand out. He's introducing me. He's like, Randolph Beef Checkers! And he plays the fucking Yakuza boss music. <laughs> and I'm, you know, my arms it's spread great. like, yes, I am a boss fight. And I took like maybe two steps out and I just slipped and fell straight on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing, man. I mean, it's it's those experiences, though, that are really funny. It's like when we went to the Penny Farthing race and we saw those guys racing Penny Farthings. It's like, you have to go see that shit to believe it. So where was this, um, where was this gravy wrestling championship? Uh, it was at this pub called the Rosen Bowl. It was uh, kind of near Lancaster area. Which burnt me to go to because it's yeah. I know. The, I, I know the, the dirty reds. <laughs> the the Lancastrian efforts are noted and and, and yeah. At least know. he recorded it with his granddad. Yeah, Jamie came up and recorded it all. Yeah, that's, yeah. I got all the footage for that. Which, that's fantastic. As which well. we're gonna have a video for very shortly. Uh, Hell and yeah. uh, I wanna. I don't know if I I wanna I wanna play it because I have uh, look I played Landlord Super uh, about a week or so two weeks ago. Uh, oh, yeah. Right before you, like, right as soon as you got, uh, before you got to, like, the wrestling thing. Uh, no, no, this was, like, be- uh, afterwards. And uh, I was playing all, like, the promos and stuff like that uh, for that. Yeah. But the problem was is that YouTube decided to just say no to my stream. So, like, half of it got, like, disconnected. But I did download it from uh, Twitch, so I'm going to re-upload that. Uh, and it has all the promos that everybody did. Not uh, and they're they're all that. so good. Yeah, all so good. yeah. I think I saw those uh, on the uh, Ark's Discord. I was I was going to chat some shit with boys, and they sent it to me. 
Yeah, that's the thing that's fucking hilarious is like the Gravy Wrestling Championship. People were saying, well, you guys, you know, you didn't win. And some people tried to raise that shit. But I said, man, you went out there. You put on a good show for charity. Everyone had a good fucking time. You can say you've wrestled for gravy for good causes on your dying day. If you put on your tombstone, he wrestled in gravy for good causes, that would be a life well spent. People would walk through that graveyard and go, this man was a Chad. They will just know it because everyone else will say, beloved by family, had a nice ass, whatever it says, <laughs> but wrestled for in gravy for good causes is probably the best one up there. Yeah, I, I, I had it in my head. I'm like, yeah. I won in I won in my heart because I I fucking went for it and the fact that if a judge didn't decide who won those boys were fucked I was gonna sit on them boys until they croaked <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah just start slurping the grave I'm like I'm only gonna get heavier chum <laughs> you're like you're like, <laughs> you're like the guy's like trying to because they had these big blue buckets I'm like he's gonna have to chuck them in real fast if he wants to catch keep up with me drinking it <laughs> <laughs> so you're like like me pies like me gravy don't don't eat frenchmen just don't like them don't not racist to french just don't like them <laughs> so here's my question if since this is your first foray into gravy wrestling what do you think the future brings what what do you where do you see yourself do you see yourself trying again do you see yourself forming a team to go back you know what that's a great idea. I was thinking of just like tel telecoms and selling like my own gravy brand, what tastes yeah. like acid, the battery acid. Sure. But uh, no, that's a great idea. No. Well, what I'm saying is make a team, like do what the wrestling thing is. Like I was defeated last year, but this <laughs> I year back with more. I brought, I brought more men to help me. I brought an international team of hitters for this, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. I need Tom. You need Tom. <laughs> I need Tom. You need the terror uh, from if, Michigan. If I could be there, I would totally, I would totally film that. And the way I would do it is like, it's like this. Sub, this time I'm going to win or something. You say your punchline, and then you throw this giant bucket of gravy, like right onto your enemy, and then it freeze frames and it just says Randolph Beef Checkers this Saturday. Or that whatever. would be awesome. I, yeah. I would love to help direct some of that and come up with things. Like I love those wrestling promos where they'd have like a piece of shit car. That was like yeah. $500 and they'd have like a tank drive over it and they'd be like, oh my God, my car was destroyed. How will I continue professionally wrestling? And then it's like macho man in the tank and he's like, no, you're not going to defeat yourself. I'm going to take your woman, you know, and like <laughs> they would do shit like that. That had nothing to do with wrestling. Yeah, it, he has the power of the United States Air Force behind his back or something to that effect. But that's the thing. Yeah. Is it, it, if Instead of going lesser and more technical in terms of wrestling skill, what if we just went bigger and more pretentious in terms yes. of wrestling perception 100%, of skill? 100%. That is my jam. That is one of the reasons I rather watch wrestling. Rather than learn to like, wrestle... Like, rather than... Yeah, because you well, can learn how to have... You can get good cardio so you can sure. get more like, big moves. That's of course. the reason you do it. Not, sure, sure, sure. I'm saying... This big strong guy but to literally just be the biggest showman ever well, that's what i'm saying is like we'll put in enough work to be good showboats that's my idea yes well, we need a we need a big fucking advertisement like the tank thing but it's what's it like i drop my pie when i'm about to eat it and somebody steps on it and like, i just pick up a bucket throw it and there's the atomic bomb going 
Fuck yeah, shit. that would you be know, no, that, yeah. That really low budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the just the nuclear test footage, and then it's like yeah. this summer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so here's the here's the next thing I wanted to ask. I really wanted to ask this. Um, how accurate do you think Landlord Super is? Man, I played it. I'm I'm like. Okay, there's the jippos. There's the guy who fucking rummages through your house. Okay, yes. check, check. <laughs> I, when I when I played it, I I did all the voices in my head like to the accent. I'd imagine it. <laughs> so so much better. Oh God! So you you as a Northman played a game set in a fictional composite of Sheffield and, and Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham and Sheffield. And I live next yeah. to Sheffield. Yeah, so it's like a fictionalized Thatcher era uh, Sheffield, Birmingham called Sheffingham. What do you mean fictionalized? Well, it's fictionalized in that <laughs> it's Sheffingham is real, in the man. heart. Well, it's, it's in the hearts of all the North. It's it's one of those it's it's one of those things of like. Um, I, I see what the game did, and the game did what the Simpsons did to Springfield, United States of America, which is Springfield, USA, is a town that exists in almost every state in the union. Almost, yeah. And it is just every town America. It is. This could be anywhere in America. Who knows where it is? It could be anywhere. And so when they show this dourness of this industrial north, I mean you sit there and look around and I've been to those parts of England and I go, they got the haze just right. Like it is just that gloomy. Yeah. They got the time. They got the, it's bang on where the weather's pissing it down with rain and then the sun's out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love this sense that, um, you feel like you're in a shower almost all the time just like there's a haze of water that at any point for no reason may become rain for five minutes to five hours and then it will go back to being a haze it just turns a knob it's like you know what no i'm gonna be solid now yeah it's like fuck you but it will like last week we had a fucking huge thunderstorm and then it will like 28c i was like can you make your mind up? I put my like coat on and shit like, oh, it's going to get a bit wet today. And I'm sweating my absolute bag off on the way to work. So a hot rain is... Exactly- yeah. <laughs> it rains and then it's like, yeah, you put your coat on. Great. He is warm. So so no. I need I need to go check on the coals and add meat to the fire. I, I want to say you can't have hot rain in your country and not be Brazil. Like that's just some, that's no. just some fucking straight up hot bullshit. I wanted you guys to contrast your observations on Landlord Super while I tend to the mead. Okay. Yeah. Come to Barnsley. <laughs> Come to Barnsley. <laughs> Come yes. to Barnsley. <laughs> no, I thought it was great uh, because it reminds me of my home in Cleveland. Uh, we didn't have the same accents, but very similar. Everything yeah, else. The working, the working lad, the grafter. Yep, everybody. Uh, you always had a guy who was just finding, he would find sighting, you know, just when he would be walking around with a fucking wheelbarrow or shopping cart, filling up it with like just plenty of like random bits and bobs. You see find. someone's fridge freezer on the street, it's like, that's mine. <laughs> Yeah, and they lived in my neighborhood, uh, and all the houses are very similar because my house is like, well, the one I grew up in was from like 1901. Like, this was before, like, cars, right? So they had that house there. And then in the 60s, they're like, you know what? We could fix this. We could set this up. And they retrofitted it. And it's just like, imagine retrofitting an old castle, like, with siding. It's like, 
bizarre because the house is just all like the okay the the insulation is wool man it's wool like sheep's wool and people are like oh yeah that was super great they never changed it out in the 60s they had better materials then and they never changed it out so you just got this nice bit of sheep's wool in your wall what you have in there is what was it's like the Lacroix of sheep's wool at that point because it's over 100 years old it's like dust oh god Oh god! <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's like sheep's wool. Oh, why these walls are fucking dusty? You can only <laughs> you could tell because of the way they lined up the studs. But it was like a landlord super. You're like you know what? I'm gonna fill it up with no fines. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what you could do yeah. that? <laughs> it's like wait. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. There is a guy in the club. <laughs> I I just pictured him the minute. You know when he tells you how to mix concrete and shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like, you don't really need measurements. You can just put whatever in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all scouse, yes. Yeah, and then you, uh, you can just put whatever in there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Wraith uh, in the Legion, he was talking about, because he, he's an actual contractor, and he knows his shit, so he actually found out the correct measurements for strong concrete, and he was like, you know, you don't have to put that much water into it. And then I found out on stream that you can piss inside of your, your cement mixer to mix with your cement, right? But the fucked up part is, is that you piss more... I think you piss like 80 ounces of piss or something that crazy, like retarded crazy, like 80 liters of piss or something like that. It it's versus, all that lager, man. It's all that landlord soup. <laughs> yeah, because... Well, like you could probably drink you know, maybe four liters of that stuff before you pass out if you're, like, uh, you know, a true Northman. Um, <laughs> or, or you just, you have a giant bladder, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it, but you 80 liters... You the pork to soak it up. Oh, is that what... Yeah, yeah. The, the, so they added the pork scratchings in uh, just recently yeah. in an update, and uh, it feels like cheating because you shouldn't be able to get, like, you're like, oh, man, I've been pounding away at the roof of my house and filling in all the tiles and I, I'm about to pass out and then you just eat a little pork scratch and you're ready to like lift a boulder again. Like what do they put into that? I've never hey, had look, pork man. Wait, wait, When you guys come to the UK we'll take you to a pub and when you're like oh no I can't drink anymore I need to go home. Give you. A, we'll go go to the bar. You got a few packs a few for the table. You start munching away at them and you're like would you like another pint? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're basically eating like uh, beer sponge food that just yeah, yeah oh man that's the pig gives you, power the you, pig giveth oh. but the piggeth also takes I, away I, I will say bar cultures has found a way to increase alcohol sales in a way I'd never imagined just fucking little sponges inside that soak up the alcohol like oh you ready for another pint like that's oh, yeah. brilliant well no it's it, it's it the, from the bar nuts to the pork cracklings i mean that's exactly the business is to get salt into you to make you drink beer fuck it's miracle miracle little scratches though especially when you get a big piece of fat you're like nah, 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 nah. my favorite was my <laughs> ready fa to work on a roof i am my favorite <laughs> yeah, <I'm ready> to <laughs> <work>. 10 lagers <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> favorite <laughs> I'm ready to go on scaffolding. My favorite part of Landlord Super is that Mike went into a pub at the end of a day. He, I just watched him casually do this. Yeah. But he went into a pub at the end of the day. 
and he was just stinking like he had flies around him oh, and right. everyone yeah. else was like god you stink and so like everyone everyone who she wouldn't even serve me like, because people, i had flies around me. so people were like gross this guy has stink lines coming off him like a fucking cartoon and so mike lights a cigarette and he notices his hygiene goes up so mike then proceeds to smoke <laughs> a whole pack of cigarettes one after another <laughs> until his hygiene is at a hundred percent and he goes oh i'm out of cigarettes he takes his beer that he buys and steps back four feet and he realizes the barkeep is standing in a apocalyptic smoke cloud that looks like a nebula. Like you can't <laughs> see her. Yeah, it looks like someone threw a smoke grenade on yeah. the bar table. That's <laughs> just this. So every time Mike's hygiene gets great down, smoke physics. It, well, every time Mike's hygiene gets low, he starts chain smoking. <laughs> yeah. So Mike, Mike's character, every ten to fifteen minutes of hard work, will just pause wherever he is. And light up cigarette. I have to look out a cigarette. horizon when I do it too. Yeah, it, well, it's it's great yeah. because you're sitting there lighting cigarette after cigarette. So I remember looking away while you were playing Landlord Super, and then I looked up at the roof of your house where you had been working, and there were like two perfect smoke clouds <laughs> hanging where you'd been standing there smoking. <laughs> The, the, the house is going to get built and they're like, what's with them two yellow lines? It's the way the fucking no find set. Yeah, you just said her like, yeah, as I was like painting the room, I started with white and people were telling me like, oh, it's like a yellow bone. <laughs> I love I love how you did the uh, the piss crate. You did the, yeah. you, like, Mike yeah, was I was just telling him like 80 liters of piss apparently well, come out of my body. I just, well, the thing that was horrifying is you made piss crate and then you, you were like, wow, this is cheap. And then you just made a whole house of piss crate. The whole house. Yeah. The it, whole house. It was, a, it, was a, it was about the same color as Landlord Super as well, because the urine actually has a color dye in it. You can actually dye your concrete with different paints which is a little weird, but you could do that. But with piss, because it's like dark yellow, so will all of the things in your house. So when you go to look at the house in that game, you notice the walls are like already yellow. Yeah, someone already constructed it with piss creep, man. I was just filling in the blanks. I just love Mike running around stealing people's bricks. Like there's some church and they're like, oh, we need someone to work on our graveyard. And Mike's like, yoink. Yeah, yeah, well, it's like, I, I, look, their grave is not going to take 47 bricks to complete, okay? Their gravestone is like a 10 brick Grandma job. don't need them no more. They're like, I bought, they because they buy a pallet of bricks or whatever, and so you have to like take these bricks and, you know, do something with them because they're just going to throw them out. So here's they're my- They're going to throw them in some field for you to trip over. <laughs> so here's my question. When can we get Chippy playing Landlord Super on WBPL 76 for the Northman playing the North Landlord experience? Uh, well, it'll definitely have to be a day off, but hopefully when my internet's stable because go it goes through a phase where it's like, yeah, fuck off. You're not doing anything, dog. I'm like, please? It's like you get your phone. That's it. I, I tell you what, if you can uh, get with Mike and set up recording stuff, and yeah, I was just thinking like open recording BPL. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Is if if we did if we did recording of Landlord Super uh, with Chippy in it, I, I I think a lot of people would watch that just because the Northman giving the true North experience with North context is very important as a cultural observation. I'll, I'll have to play it realistic. I'll role play it as the average working grafter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just, just check it every hours of me role playing as the average grafter. You gotta like, go around checking every doorknob as you're walking by. 
Yeah, you what's he called it? Right, time to do a bit of work for Jippo. Grabs a telly, puts it away. <laughs> right, I've, I've, done, I've done an hard work day's work today, lads. This calls for a pint. Few this, this, this calls for ten pints and a nap. I, yeah. And I was, yeah, and I told him it was like this is very much like how Cleveland is. To say it's the same thing, and Detroit has that I, too. I would love a game like Landlord Super that was multiplayer, right? And so here's how the game would go. Uh, I would have the game say that you're a construction company and you and your friends underbid the local contractors so much as a joke. And then uh, you won the contract. So you have to do it. So it's you and your friends forced to do contracting work that you jokingly said you could do. And so it's a, it, so you know hard space shipbreakers how it's breaking ships apart. It would be yeah. the same thing but building buildings. And so it'd be like, okay, you said you'd do this. So guess what? Build an elementary school. And you're just like, oh, oh. no, no. I, I here's one. The the first task is build an office skyscraper. <laughs> you're oh like, god! You're like, well, what? Why? Well, you bought the, the contract. This is what we want. You're well, like, the, we're in the middle of a fucking field. What the? Fuck? What the idea is? I want you to start small, <laughs> like build a shed or build a house. And you learn little stuff like how to build really shitty construction materials or how to do it cheaply. Like do do yeah. redo grandpa's old barn. Right. It's like the tutorial. But eventually yeah. I want the players to be like driving rivets on I-beams and like falling off buildings. Yeah. I want to see like 19, like 20s, like Empire State <laughs> Building. Yeah. Like- <laughs> well, here's, here's my idea. Here's my idea for the game. Yeah. Is I would have every time someone died or hurt themselves you would just hear a cash machine sound every time that happened, <laughs> but you wouldn't see, you wouldn't see any data. You would just hear it. And so at the very end of your building project, when you hit submit, it would do the full run of the medical bills that would be generated. Like you hit your hand with a hammer, you broke your hand, you fell down the ladder, you broke your legs and you get a running tally of how much <laughs> it would cost to run. No, what you do, you don't have like the Americans paying for your hospital bills and shit. You get the NHS stuff and like the uh, government benefits. So like you get one of your guys to lift something too heavy that his back goes out so that he can get fucking uh, like Like, benefits. Oh my God. So so you're (laughs) like, oh, you pay for your materials. You're just trying to beat yourself up. You're like, yeah, the delivery van ran me over. Uh, so I need I need a I need some money, please. Yeah, jumps right in front of a Fuck. reliant Robin, just like, oh no, he ran over my foot. There's only three wheels. I have to go check reliant on Reliant Robin, yeah, you'd uh, fucking flip that thing if it ran over you. Yeah, yeah, it would hit you, and then one of its ends would just go scraping into the ground. Yeah. Oh, it's such a beautiful car. It is. It is, it is a special place in my heart. Can we rent those? <laughs> if I go there, can I rent those as like a vehicle that I can drive? You could probably buy one for like hundred quid. I would imagine. Probably yeah, yeah. won't work, but no, no, I, no, no, because I'd like the idea of just driving this thing that's horrifying on your like open highways. Oh man, you should just go to the. We need to find a place with the most roundabouts just to cause like you just got like. Oh. All right, I'm like all right, lean left as I turn right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to balance each other out you're like hang on how much do you weigh all right i need to sit in the middle <laughs> text just gave the okay sign on the meat looks like it's uh it's coming along nice goat is peeking in yeah goat's oh, over there Kowski in the meat yeah i've i've uh i i got two london broils i'm smoking and i'm smoking them with a variety of uh spices that are brazilian for a nice late summer um sort of cookout just grab some meat that was 
you know, kind of manager special and uh, just making do what I can with it and uh, learn how to turn cheap meat into tasty meat. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's how it should be. I mean, I know a lot of people out there when it comes down to steaks go for stuff like, ooh, I want filet mignon, I want the T-bone, I want the porterhouse. And I'm like, give me that cheap shit. Give me the giant block of cheap shit I can cut myself apart and do whatever I want yeah. and make whatever I want with it. Just give me, I'll do the work. Hey, when, I, when I lived in my little uh, little flat, I was like, huh, I need something to last me five days. So I just make corned beef hash. It's fucking easiest and corned beef hash is great cheap as shit yeah it is and it's it's really good i mean that's that's excellent excellent poverty food corned beef hash is good um i know like cabbage and hash is really good like corned beef and cabbage and stuff like that some single pot meals are fantastic it's weird it's almost like every time i talk about uh every time we talk about uh barnsley or poland or any of these things i'm like y'all just keep describing cleveland i feel like we just all lived in the same well i, I, I know that arms. i see i see in all honesty all of our interactions is a strange series of orbits and trajectories yeah and a lot of people will say that they think that they want to join the black pants legion because they like my stuff and I say, no, the people who end up staying are the people who have walked that road, regardless of where they're from. They've had the same sorts of experiences and the same sorts of findings and have the same sorts of values through their struggles. And that's just kind of the ideology, if anything, that unifies us as kind of a weird group. But it's, it's kind of also weird thinking back that we're in our like 12th year of doing stuff in the Black Pants Legion on the Internet. And at least that was recorded before that another six years that wasn't. But it's it's really strange to think that now we have people who are wrestling in gravy and we have, have come tattoos. Into the open. <laughs> this well, is where we get the compound, the BPL compound. Oh God! And, and if I could, we say, landlord super ourselves a fucking compound. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I'm gonna say this. No fines for all the walls. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. No insulation. Oh god. Not the just just no fines all around. <laughs> You're like, why? My, it's gonna take forever to build. My idea <laughs> my idea <laughs> for if I had the money, sure, but it's it's one of those things where building a compound, it'd be awesome to own one of those like Victorian channel forts. That were oh, built, yeah. you know, right off the coast of England, all those cool little fortresses and stuff. So own something like that and just to hang out in it and be like, yeah, this is Fort Kickass. You can't come in. Yeah. No but girls allowed. It just has a sign. No girls allowed. Fort Kickass. Interiors all timber paneling. The exteriors all stone. No, you put no girls allowed and you put Zenith on the door. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, Zenith's a dude. That's how it works on the internet. <laughs> it's a guy in real life, of course. Well, that's the thing is it's like the the joke I always have on the internet is I treat everyone like dudes because I come from that era of internet where it's, it's everyone's a dude. Like it's just dudes yeah. on the internet. It's a static screen name. And it was really weird to me coming into a generation where people were like, girl on the internet? Oh my God. <laughs> and they just start acting strange. And I go, guys, um, in, in, in the nineties, when you were on the internet, you couldn't tell. So you just said everyone's a dude and that, you know, your, your screen name, that's all that mattered. Like, oh, that's that asshole. It became this like non-gendered thing. Like, oh, that asshole. And all you knew was the screen name. And so I come from that era of internet where like, everyone's a dude, just treat everyone like a dude. They're all dudes on the internet. I just found the new era of like going gaga over somebody just because they're different being weird. Like we have a guy in the Legion who literally has more 
corgi. He has all the corgi memes on the internet. He all has of all of them. All of them. Like there's no there. If you have a corgi meme that you are currently creating right now on your computer, he is already getting it. Don't ask yourself how he just has it. He has them. We have a guy like that in the Legion who just has infinite corgi memes. And a big shout out to Allo, uh, Allo's dog actually. Allo's Allo, you're cute, but your dog is cuter, dude. Hey, that that is a cute ass dog. Have you seen Alan's yeah, he's dog? He's pretty cute, I though. I, I kiss him. Oh, I, th- oh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, no, it, it, we're we're not we're not saying he's. But you not got cute. Well, okay, you, you got Alo and you got his dog. I don't think Alo's going to argue with that. No, he's not. I yeah, think Alo would say, "No, I kiss my dog." Like yes. he 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 would admit that. Yes, Fuck, in, yeah. in, in in that trade, that is Man, correct. Alo would say he gives his dog tongue as well. He licks his face like that. <laughs> and digs his cat. That's the that kind constantly. of dude that guy is. He, he has. He, Keeps like walking all over Diggs's computer, uh, Diggs's cat, who is always a part of the Legion in some way. So I was going to say, uh, interesting thing. Believe it or not, there is a Knife Fight City wiki uh, for all the Knife Fight City movies we've talked about. And believe it or not, there is a Knife Fight City wiki group that is updating it. And when I told um, Mr. Chippy about it, he had to go in there okay. and start editing and write in. And add to, and I told the wiki, this is literally the man, the myth, legend himself adding in. You started populating all the histories for Barnsley Bond. That's excellent. I can't even remember what I read. I might need to find that again. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Is you were like, <laughs> I just got drunk and I'm like, oh, but you just said, I know that. That's me. And you just went into it. And I was like, yeah, I don't excellent. know much law, but yep, here we go. That was fun though. And it's, so I, I'm trying to think. You know, back in the day, Canon Films owned a whole bunch of things. Canon Films owned just an ass load of stuff throughout England and Europe and America. And one of the things they actually owned in England was um, one of the largest chains of movie theaters. That's how they got a lot of their shitty action movies into England. However, I wanted to think that our analog, Knife Fight City, and the Knife Fight City Cinematic Universe exists in parallel to Canon Films and their doings and... Let's say that there was a Knife Fight City um, studio that uh, was in the north of England and specialized in low-quality, low-cost crime movies. So the question is, English gangster films done on a budget, Knife Fight City, let's start thinking. That's good. write some down, because I went to my mates on Monday. Was it Monday? I think... And we just started writing shit down. We watched Hellcome to Frogtown. We watched Highlander. We we really got us motion moving. I get you. I get you. Share share with us your knowledge. All right. Uh, My first one, I've got Her Majesty's Force against the Chavs. (laughs) Her Majesty's (laughs) Force against the Chavs. Yeah, it could do some work. It's... It's in the poster phase at the minute. All right, no, no. What happened? What were we doing in Her Majesty's Force? So, so describe the force in this movie. How, how what does the force look like? So it's gonna be like fucking Seal Team Six shit, where they're going into like these little dens where people are drinking Frosty Jacks and wearing Adidas, nothing else, and they're gonna put an end to it, put an end to this absolute monstrosity that is Chavs. So you're thinking like a Grindhouse movie? Hell yeah! And they're all dressed like the Africa. Uh, 
uh, expeditions for World War Two. Oh, you you mean you want the uh, British colonial rifles look for the the guys who are like on the Majesty's? Yeah, so, it's like so the long stockings and the, the helmet. Yeah. No, no. What what he's saying, what Mike is describing, is he wants the British expeditionary forces at like Isla Wanda. He wants like the pith helmet. Yes, and the, and the red helmet. coats oh, right. and the yeah. peel pattern infantry kit and the big boots and they have the big mustaches and they go mm, yes yes yes. Mm, Yes. Huge mustaches and, then, and, then huge and muskets. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's they've got a Martini Henry. They have a guy so. with a blunderbuss. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. And they have yeah. an officer with a Webley, you know, and has the best mustache of all. Yeah, you know that would work because they, could be <laughs> they break the door in, and the chap's just there going like, "Oh, you want me? You're going to regret doing that." Proper waffling on, and he just pulls out his musket and slowly, methodically starts. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Ah, yes, I will also." deck you my boy <laughs> I say I will lend you a fusillade momentarily as soon as I find shot for this musket you shall be done ah uh, yes you won't you won't I, I most certainly know you won't you haven't got it in you my son now <laughs> <laughs> and he calmly like so I'm envisioning a very no, it's, I just imagine they have like a squire come up like ball bearings my lord thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking in my head thank you, Jeffrey. like that scene in Judge Dredd in dread you know where they like kick the door in and it's all slow-mo you know what i mean and you see all the bullets whipping around except you kick the door in and instead of future gun coming through the door it's a musket and you just see the slow-mo of this musket going off in the room where it just fills with smoke and fire and everyone's confused as to what's going on like because it's not a gun like they've ever seen before it shoots a four-foot flame and everything is just smoke and so you see everyone dropping their drugs and running as this musket ball slowly flies towards someone Yeah, it completely misses everything, but there's a big bottle of Frosty Jacks, which is the cheap side of stuff, and there's just a hole in it. It's draining. Oh, God. <laughs> and every, everyone's deaf. Everyone's just yeah, everyone, completely deaf. The camera like, shakes whenever the camera fire or the gun fires. It's, you're like, oh, shit. Imagine. In, Her Majesty's Force, you what? Imagine imagine if they filed in when they kicked the door in and did two-rank fire. So, like, 20 <laughs> guys got in there, and the first guy got on one knee, and the second group was standing, and they gave them a fusillade at, like, point-blank range. <laughs> yeah, in the, and they've got the little hallway, so the yeah. three-man line yeah. crouched. Exactly. It, they've got a little hallway, and then you hear, like, they have a drummer boy, but he can't get in because it's not enough room. No. So you hear, like... Oh, and he's just like... Oh. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just leaning in through the doorway, flailing around, and they're like, shut up, Clyde. We've got it. There's, just the, there's the Scotsman with the bagpipe sat on the wall with a cigarette in one hand and the pipe in the other. <laughs> Smoke is coming out of the bagpipes. Yeah. Like them fire ones you, you see on like fucking videos. I shit. saw that shit. I was like, holy shit, man. I mean, that's a cool prop, but I wouldn't want to have fire that I played. I'll leave that to Rammstein. I'd leave that to Rammstein. That's their job. But here, okay, so we've got Her Majesty's Force versus the Chavs, which we've escalated into musketry and in two-rank fire versus people with Adidas and knives. All right. Now, you may not have heard of the first one, right? But we've got Draft Saber 2. Okay. It's about a man who has a special power that whenever he has a draft lager in hand, he can extend it like some form of (laughs) saber of 
lager. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not Draft anything Shaper. you've seen before. So what you're saying is he has a a can or or bottle of beer. <laughs> Yeah, like he, a pint glass. He has a, he has a pint glass, and he's holding it, and then <laughs> through some magical ability, he turns it into a lightsaber that is also just beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, he's been fighting. <laughs> so been so sucking on the stuff. So it's like a horrible tie-in for like a beer company, and it's just a bunch of sword fights and saying, "Isn't it great that I have this beer?" Like, like he heals himself with beer and he gets smarter with beer and beer makes him braver. Like that's the constant time. They're like, thank God for this beer. Yeah. And they just, they just make the reference to Star Wars. Just like, sorry, John, I'm the father. <laughs> just like <laughs> you all these lawsuits from Disney. <laughs> He's like, no, his, his name was John. It wasn't Lou. It wasn't it's Lou. Completely different. And it it's wasn't a light, different. And it wasn't a lightsaber. It was a beer tap. It was different. Yeah, it was a beam of liquid, not a beam of light. Please. Yeah, <laughs> completely, distinctly, and legally different. Yeah, it's legally just a, different. It's just a water pressure hose. It's like, and they show they show like the it, like in the court proceedings they show a shot for shot where you've matched Star Wars accidentally, and you're like, oh. Like shot for shot, beat for beat. Like every single scene is Star Wars, except England. That's the that's the idea. All right, you ready for the next one, Doug? Lay it on me. All right, so you know that that only what game? Of course. I I thought that'd make a a film. So Warhammer Forty Thousand, the North Rose Marauders. Oh God! You know, it's like some. Starship Troopers, not the rom-com kind of shit, but yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. It's it's yeah, like, like you, that kind of shit. What? No, you you have the North Rose Marauders, which are essentially North FC, the guard unit, and then you have those guys in a war. That would be hilarious. Yeah, but it has like the Starship Troopers adverts, and it's got oh. like a old Barry, age forty-seven, in the pub, going like. I'm doing my part. (laughs) (laughs) Just having a sip like, yeah, mobile infantry made me who I am today. (laughs) Enlistment guarantees pies. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to tie in laser zone in that one too. Somehow. Laser zone. (laughs) Laser zone. Uh, oh man! God. So that'll make sense this tomorrow. Don't worry about the next it. Podcast. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah. It's it's all in the past now. So it's, here's here's the next question I have. Um, it, it in terms of a knife fight city movie, if you were going to have a a knife fight city movie in the north of England, what would be the best of the knives? What would be the King Arthur of knives? What would be the knife that if you pulled it from the stone would make you the king of the north? King of the North. King of the North. The King of the North. <laughs> oh God, I, I, I think your improvised weapons are king, but I mean, you can't go wrong with like a, a big old claymore or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like just There's the claymore. There, like, they're, they're like broken bottles and just some big lad who's there with a fucking <laughs> I, chunky. I, I feel like it's just a claymore sharp enough. It's a plan. I think it would be great if there was a knife fight city movie where everyone just has little knives and home knives and kitchen knives in England. And then they're like, the Duke is coming. And they're like, what? 
and they're like, the Duke is coming. And everyone's like, oh. He owns a bar called the Duke. So that's it's like exactly. Shaun of the Dead where it's the right. Winchester. Exactly. The Winchester. So they're like. It's got a, it's got a claim on. Exactly. And, and so they're the like. Duke. Yeah. And he's the Duke because he has a sword on the wall that's made out of, you know, just whatever. The Duke. Made, made out of coal. Yeah. Take him before the Duke. He's there cleaning his glasses. He's like, so you have come. He's <laughs> got a really majestic voice. Yeah, like it just you you have an amazing voice actor playing him and he's you just, just get Sean Bean there sat on the bar, gristled as folk polishing glasses. <laughs> and and as soon as he shows up on scene, it freezes and it says, Hey, it's Sean Bean, and on the bottom it says he will not die in this film. <laughs> yeah. And then and, oh, there's like a fight scene where somebody <laughs> challenges him and he just stops cleaning the glass and puts it down. And like you just see like a slow motion where he grabs the sword and, and blood and guts everywhere. I like the idea of and then he, he, he then stops he, cleaning or he stops cleaning the glass and he looks up at him and then you just see the outside of the bar and you just see blood splash against every single window at once and you hear screaming and then it goes back into the bar and only the up lower part of the guy is sitting in the bar stool and the upper part of him is just all over the place. And I mean, to the point of when you do the special effects, you need to come in with a fire hose with the blood and spray yeah. it all, all over everyone, just constantly all over everyone. <laughs> and he's just back to cleaning the glass. I, I, also, I like the idea where he does all that and then someone stabs him in the back with like a, a broken bottle and he dies and then in, the text just says we lied. That are after the credits. Um, you see him get out and get into his car and he starts it and it blows up. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry he's okay i promise <laughs> just, yeah he's like off like, camera like no really i'm fine <laughs> there's just a bit behind the scenes like in the making of the movie where at the end there's just sean bean crying and he's like they promised i wouldn't die <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like what wait why why are you guys filming a, a car exploding scene that's my character's car don't worry I, about it sean you did great this movie thank you very much <laughs> again i like when it comes to podcast guests i would love to have sean bean on the podcast podcast just for one reason i would talk about all the movies in which he died and only those death scenes that's it i would be like so what went through He's your like, mind oh boy it'll be a four-hour podcast <laughs> yeah, that's... What, do you just do you just want him to call you a bastard because that's all i'd want no i i just think that would i think it would be fucking hilarious just to be like you've made a whole career of being good bad guys and killable decent people like how do you do that? Like, that's an amazing niche. That's a great niche. Because if you're like, I need someone to die heroically in a redeeming arc, Sean Bean. I need someone to die undeservedly for no reason. Sean Bean. He dies great. He's a great death. He is. He's fantastic. I need to go turn the meat. You know, actually, I had a, uh, I had this long running idea where if I was to make a what we call a movie reel which is a reel of all of the stuff that you were in like if you're a uh, you know a director or a cinematographer or an actor actors usually have reels yeah, yeah. and um texas got the tongs he's like clapping them together just giving them the test uh, or else the house will set on fire if you do not correct uh but i like the idea of an actor's reel right where it shows all the movies and all the scenes they were in but this one guy it's all of his deaths and they're always like stupid and violent so he's the guy who dies violently in every like movie where they need a guy who goes no ah, 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 that guy there's always that guy in video the games guy and in movies screaming that he's dying yeah the guy who goes ah, 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 ah. that guy 
that guy is in yeah. everything because like it strikes fear in the heart of most people because it's like an instinctual thing to hear someone screaming squish oh god run away and uh that guy that's like his whole movie reel so he's just like yeah my name is chad metworth and uh i'm the uh i'm known as the death guy uh you know i'm the guy who gets i was the guy who fell on the fan in Titanic, you know, I was. I actually inspired the <laughs> Wilhelm scream. <laughs> he's got like that surfing point, and he's like, Yeah, he's yeah, a, a lot of, he's a lot a bit of, of himself, yeah. Guys in cinema get their ideas from me because I do it the best. Yeah. You know, it's hard being like this, but uh, God made me like this, you know. Praise be Jesus and all that. Yeah, I, he's like. Yeah, I was also in Star Wars. I died a couple of times. <laughs> he was the yeah. guy who died in like the um, all the uh, Tie Fighter scenes where it's just the Tie Fighters exploding. It's like you can't see my face behind that glass, but that's me. Yeah, that's me. There, I'm <laughs> in the credits, right at the bottom, <laughs> where the true kings go. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you are wrong, this, man. This, this needs to. This needs to be like an ad in text talks battle tech. It's <laughs> just the surfer dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was just saying there is an actor who's real. I, I'm making it up. His real is just all the death scenes where it's like that guy, would be amazing. That would like be the fantastic. Guy who, but it's all the guy. It's the his best deaths are the ones. It's where the guy who dies horribly in movies. So he's the guy who goes. Ah, 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 like yeah, that. and he gets like mangled in gears or in the he's rollers like, or whatever. Yeah, we're like yeah. He's like a little of himself. So he's like yeah. I was the guy who fell on the fan in Titanic. You uh, know? <laughs> I was uh, I was the guy who got mangled in the rollers in uh, View to a Kill. And, uh, <laughs> The oh, Wilhelm God. scream is named after me. My name is Wilhelm. My name is Charles J. Wilhelm, and I died 80 times in No, home. first name Wilhelm, second name dead. My mother didn't like me much, but I made a career out of it. Then I copyrighted my name, so they had to pay me every time they played it. What about Knife Fight City? It's like, they stabbed me about 80 times. Really, they did. Well, imagine, uh. imagine a... Um, <laughs> Imagine if they had a movie where they, okay, I, I, I was thinking about this. Knife Fight City has a lot of potential in Europe, but like I love English crime movies because there's always a heist in an English crime movie. They're always trying to steal something and it's never usually much. It's, it's never much more than like $10 million. It's not like steal hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars like you know, yeah. Mission Impossible or whatever or Ocean's Eleven. It's like we're going to go kill these 80 people and take like $800,000 and like this whole army of people enlist to do it. And they're really cool movies Or you know, you got like the movie snatch. It's about a diamond. You've got, um, the movie lock stock and two smoking barrels, which are about prestige express rifles. Um, and so the, the things that are, you know, the underworld in English movies are just, gritty and dark and willing to steal for not a lot of money and willing to kill people for even less. And that's why I like those kinds of movies because it's not like the super criminals of America where they're like, Oh yes, they have a private jet and a private this and they, they masquerade as this business. It, you don't see any of that in, in English movies that are like, yeah, it's these two guys with a nice car and they threaten to kill everyone. And it's like, well, well, what do they sometimes? And you're like, only, only on Wednesdays. <laughs> so my idea is, if if you had an English crime movie for Knife Fight City, I, I I thought of a really bad one. You know, there's the in, in England you have those black cabs, right? Yeah. What about Taxi Stab? Taxi Stab. <laughs> yeah, Taxi Stab. So it's it's a movie about this cab that goes around, and there's hundreds and hundreds of these black cabs. 
and there's this one cab that goes around at night and and you see it if you're out late at night you know and and it just starts it and and if you see that cab and you get into it it's like a horror movie but also kind of a crime movie because it's happening to all these criminals who are also you know people who are stab enthusiasts and one by one they all start enthusiasts yeah and one by one all these members of this like mafia gang get killed off by this black cab that stabs people they're like that's that stabbing cab it is and and yeah the stabby cabby <laughs> and then you find out at the end he's like one of the guys from the beginning of the movie that they all stabbed and thought died it's sean bean right so sean bean the cab driver comes back after being stabbed at the beginning of the movie yeah he gets stabbed like, finally he gets stabbed like caesar in the beginning <laughs> he gets stabbed by every one of his friends who who he calls out by name and recognizes and they stab him instantly yeah it's a good good morning winston ouch you stabbed me yeah every single one of them stabs him in order one after another just like a conveyor belt of stabbings i i also thought of a cab that can just be in the knife fight city universe where it's like you sit in the seats right and it's like you can feel like just like something back there poking your back and it's like you got to pay the fine or you're gonna get the stab in the cab it's a stab cab so like if you don't pay like the feed it, it just straight up stabs you in the fucking back and the whole interior of the car is I, like knives i like the idea of a knife fight city movie where this guy in england is trying to forge like this ancient sword in order to reunite the land under one blade like king arthur like he's like king arthur united all of england with one blade and so he wants to do the same thing and so he goes around england to find all these precious metals and it's like he has to like saw down a 5g tower to get some of the metal and he has to do all these random things like just like stealing from the scrap money exactly exactly that's what i want is i i want some guy who's gonna landlord super a sword together and then and then use that to like fight a dragon but the dragon's like a, a miniature it's not very good it's just a little model that's what i mean it's just miniature just kind of <laughs> flopping around it's like it looks like a grown man fighting wallace and gromit it doesn't look good no when, when i always think of that fight city i always think like some kind of cyberpunk dystopia yes so i always i, I escape from about, new like, york but totally different i promise escape from birmingham <laughs> <laughs> no i imagine like uh, War uh, War of the Roses 3000. War of the Roses 3000. All right, bring it. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> I'm going to try my uh, epic cinema voice, all please, right? Please do. After the Great War, it all went cold. Or so they thought. The roses won't be the only thing covering the road in blood. This summer, the War of the Roses blooms once more <laughs> you got like fucking johnny silverhand with his fucking oh he's like, god why the fuck am i in england so, <laughs> so you've got a bunch of cyberpunk stuff in england but it's still literally the war of the roses so it's like yeah, guys on it's horseback. yeah so it's guys on horseback but with mac 10 shooting each other yeah <laughs> and we bring jackie back because that was just wrong they introduced an interesting character and then they killed him why would you do that 
yeah, they yeah just introduced him and they're like, there you go. And everyone's like, well, it's cyberpunk. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like he could have survived a session. Yeah, give him a little. <laughs> like, bit. Him a little bit. <laughs> Maybe like, I wanted to see all the cool shit we were doing in the intro that I never got to play. <laughs> yeah, like I want to do that mission where we're like stealing that lady's fucking briefcase in the bar or whatever. I was there like, was yeah. there was a lot uh, of yeah. there was a lot that was in that intro of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven the game. I want to know what happened with the iguana, man. <laughs> that's what I mean. Is there was a lot that looked like it was cut, and they just showed it to you as a video, and I'm going, but I want to explore that world. Yeah. They cut you to yeah. like halfway through, like, all right, your character knows everything about Night City at this point, but you don't. And I'm like, but that, what was the point? Wait, I could have learned with him. I'd be like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's that? You know, but. No, they, they removed choice. Um, and, and then they, they were like, you can add sliders to make your guy's hair look different. You'll never see it, but. Oh, oh. Would you like to see his massive cock? Would you <laughs> <laughs> See once. You want it to be big wee wee or small wee wee? And I'm find s- out on Cyberpunk 2077. And I'm sitting there looking at that, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it would be that would be interesting. <laughs> I understand. Well, I understand sliders when you have a game like Saints Row, where the character is actually in cutscenes, is in a lot of cutscenes that are voiced animated and everything else so you get to see your stupid goofy custom character barging into these serious cutscenes, acting like a lunatic and you're like wow there's agency i'm self-inserted into a game i fucking like that they remove that it, it's like they, there's some weird first person stuff but the first person stuff is so fucking weird because you get into the first person parts and it's like i'm gonna lay down on my bed and you're like but wouldn't my legs be hanging off the edge of it and they're like fuck you in the future, everyone hangs. Everyone hangs. Everyone hangs. That's why they give you the dick slider. Yeah, see? It's tripod. But the the thing I don't get was that Cyberpunk 2077, I mean, I stopped a Let's Play series of it, which I rarely do, be, because it was just boring. Well, you know what? They updated it. They did fix a lot of shit. It's still a little jank. Um, it's an all right game for the most part. If you you know find the way you want to play it like i just made everything max mike, level. well mike broke it in the right way by making everything way, well, i could just put i just pick up whatever and i'm like oh cool this gun and then it just did the same damage with, so i was like cool with everything at max level um yeah. all the gun plays really lethal there's nobody On impossible gonna, mode yes yeah and and everybody you run into is going to be shooting at you with their full everything but you're never going to run into somebody that bullets won't kill which is nice because in cyberpunk, especially if you read the rules in 2020, it's like, yeah, guns hurt. And even gold, old guns are great. It, like they, they all do yeah. serious fucking damage. And so, so, so like, yeah, you can shoot somebody at like max level without putting all the skills and everything. Cause you put skills in everything. It's just broken. So just yeah, put it, it's like, like your head has four hit points. The damage way- is double to your head. Yeah, yeah. One does two damage or one damage. I only where you live in. Exactly. The way I did it was I filled up every skill that I was like, yes, I could increase the damage of a gun. That makes sense. I mean, I just think like, oh yeah, I upgraded some sci-fi bullshit in the gun. My nose smells harder. That means my gun shoots <laughs> but, better. But exactly. I'm, but I'm not gonna get a skill that adds ten percent more damage every time no. I shoot a th- and, thing. I was like, that makes no sense. Why would that that's right. like an MMO thing. So well, I was right. like, I'm not taking those skills. When, and the game felt like 
gunfights felt like Unreal Tournament. Like, they could fuck <laughs> me up in, like, a second. And I'm, like, sprinting around with, like, a samurai sword and switching to my pistol. My sweet. favorite my favorite way to play that game, in all honesty, was to just um, put all of your fucking skill points into the shotgun and then just play it like Doom Guy. As soon as time stopped when you started using those skills and you run up and just start pump action 12 gauging people in the face, like the game gets so hilariously easy. It plays like Doom 2. Yeah. And with yeah, the. Fucking- yeah, no. And, and with putting the. If you put the character stats in the right way, you can make the game lethal for your enemies and lethal for you. And that makes like every gunfight like a question of should I do this? Should I really go in there? And then you start thinking of like ways to sneak around. But. After a while, I just go, okay, I know I could take out this room of five people with my samurai sword, so I just start doing that, because I'm like, their reaction time sucks. I know exactly where they're going to be. I think like that, and then I, out of nowhere, some dude will just pop me in the head with a fucking pistol, and I'm dead. It's yeah, awesome. I wish I you had the more agency for, like, you know, you just got to shoot for everything. I wish you had more agency to be, like, just the guy who was, like, just got that much of a following, you know, like, if you were, like, a rocker boy, and you just got yeah. the fans who were, like... Oh yeah, if you really love me, go blow up that school. And like, oh my god, of course I will. You know, what well, kind of shit? There's the thing is that like you could basically just play as a solo, essentially, because while you could hack in the game, you couldn't do a whole hell of a lot for it until you got a lot of the hacking stuff, and then you could just never use a gun. You could just walk in and matrix blow people's brains out and just be like, oh, you you die, you die, you die, you kill your friend, you blow that grenade up, yeah. and then shoot the last person if you had to. They put too many. I I think there's just too many skills for that. Like for all the things, I don't think most of those like don't need to be skills. Like, I what think it could be simplified. they need to do, in all honesty, I think, is offer the Cyberpunk 2020 classes and then let people focus in on what they want to do yeah. and let people... It's going to be up to modders. I know. I think they need to make it multiplayer, you know, I, so you can get I a agree. team of punks. Yes. So you've got the Netrunner. Yeah. You've got the Netrunner doing all that shit. Oh, absolutely. The- well, that's what's missing from the fucking game is it is a... As an RPG, Cyberpunk is great with friends. As an RPG, if you were playing just versus the DM, that would be shitty. So I want to play Cyberpunk with friends. I also would love to see someone make a Shadowrun game like this. Oh, man. Yeah, bring bring out Tiny. Fucking ask out about Tiny. That guy's great. Well, it's, it's just... A, go ahead. Oh, he's, he's a fucking Cyclops who's in the Mafia who just throws people into buildings. It's fucking great. I'm actually kind <laughs> Dude, I think I've heard of this character. What what game was yeah, it? Yeah, he it's in the uh, Goat's uh, Shadowrun game. Oh. Uh we we did a session in a uh, Sussy Cheese, which is a a Chuck E. Cheese Among Us theme. Oh my god. Where they while I wasn't yes. there, they opted me in to be the Among Us uh, mascot. So we had to kidnap these kids. I can't remember why, but it's very important, okay? Oh, my God. So he's like, okay, kids, let's go. Let's do some tests. While well, this big eight-foot fucking Among Us guys just stomping around without any arms. <laughs> and he goes to do ty- uh, wires, and he fucks it up that he does the actual wires. And when the power goes out, he just glomps all the little kids and puts them in his socks underneath the suit. So he's walking around like, hey, I'm not really being real sus, guy. You're being sus. I'm doing my test while there's little kids fumbling around in his socks. So fucked up. Uh, Shadowrun. <laughs> it's fucking great. Shadowrun. 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 
I think Shadowrun. I that's I, where we had the fucking like fucking horrible brawl in that McDonald's, and you said I don't f- give a McFuck. I don't McFucking work here. No, it doesn't I, sound like my McFucking problem. No, no, no. I said like it, it would. No, it was quite literally. I just said I don't care. I don't McFucking work here. That was great. We beat the shit out of Grimace. <laughs> or no, I don't hey, give a McFuck. Yeah. <laughs> the best things in Shadowrun happen in the food stalls. Look, I, <laughs> food fight. Yeah, I think yeah. whoever makes like the whoever owns the rights to Shadowrun, I I play. I see they have like the like the classic RPG style like isometric games that you could play like uh Shadowrun Hong Kong Shadowrun Dragonfall. Yeah, Dragonfall. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why have they not done what Neverwinter Nights did? Like, I feel that like they could have been amazing. Made, yeah, that I feel been like they could. Damn amazing if there was what Neverwinter Nights had, but in Shadowrun, where you could have persistent worlds, all these cool modular modules, the full game there in what full people mechanics. DM 3D stuff, yeah. That would be great, yeah. Hey, it's just a suggestion. I think that because look how popular that is for Neverwinter Nights, and I, I'm fairly certain they probably have a 5e rule set mod out there for it. I wouldn't oh, mods for everything. Well, there's mods for everything. There's yeah. mods for everything, as we always know. Yes. Like the whale gun. <laughs> yes. Correct. I mean, well, <laughs> sometimes it's about the small things, and I need to go turn the meat. Oh, he's going to go turn that meat. Oh, turn it, boy. I, I fucking showed my friend, because uh, he's he's never played the old XCOMs, so I was like, oh, I'll stream it for you, man. I'll, I'll show you Xenonauts. And he's like, what are, what are all these weapons? I'm like, oh, it's one of my friends. He made the mods for it. And uh, he's like, what's the bomb lance? I'm like, I think it's a whale gun. I'll use it. So I'm like, okay, here's here's the normal M16 thing. He shoots his fucking gun, does fuck all. And I'm like, okay, here's this big guy. He's like, that seems a little silly. I'm like, no, no, that's, that's not silly. You do that if aliens came. And it was just giant, huge explosion. Oh yeah, just abs- just half the screen <laughs> like, just fire and yeah, you're like, like oh, is you're the like, alien oh, still shit. there? And he was like, nah, I'm out, boy. I'm I'm piecing out of this. Yeah, it. I I remember uh, Tech said in that video like I refer to it as XCOM Catch Me Outside, like the new ones. <laughs> the Catch Me Outside. Because yeah. it is you. You like walk up to the fucking aliens and they're just like you. Uh, somehow activated their trap card and they go <laughs> like like run away into the darkness and you're like come back you little fuck catch me outside see what the fuck happens oh, it's, yeah it's such a <laughs> talking about it's XCOM. Not fun. no i get you on that i fucking hate xcom where you're sitting there and the newer XCOMs was you would walk up, you would run into a new alien, those aliens would turn, do the animation that they saw you, skitter around like fucking squirrels, and then run off. And you're like... <laughs> and I have to chase them while they get defensive positions. I was like, no, nah, motherfucker. I, like, they don't work this way. It doesn't work this if way. If I have a gun <laughs> in my hands and training... And lots of training, an ocean of training to shoot things very quickly, very accurately, as a special forces soldier would. Yeah. And then you have something that pops out suddenly in front of you that you know is a bad guy on a target. You do not let them walk away and skitter around and do an animation. As soon as they turned and did one weird animation, you would just see half a magazine and go into their face. Yeah. It's a lot better with the... uh 
I think it's the DLC for the first one where you get the little mech suit. Yeah. It's fucking. Like, <laughs> I, I like the build up for that. It's like, I'll do anything for Earth and XCOM and becomes like a giant robot in the process I, I where died, it's just like a brain at that point. I died laughing at that because I was like, <laughs> you're was telling. Like, wow. We have a problem with invaders on Earth now. Our solution is 30 years of R&D that may not work and we need to do it in six weeks. Here we go. And I'm like, No. <laughs> I saw the beginning of RoboCop 2 where those things just started shooting people. I yeah, that doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a weapon now. It, that's all it is. And it's like, but but why? Why would any well, like I would okay, not saying why would anybody do it because I'm sure there are people who have tons of reasons why well, they would, but I mean, a fully capable, fully trained marine type soldier Mhm being turned into a giant robot instead of like i don't know some like brainiac guy who's got like i don't know weeks to live or something we're like yeah get that guy because his sure brain, yeah. do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well and here's here's the thing is when it comes down to when it comes down to like weapon systems and games i want to know what goes through a game dev's head when he thinks that like bullets don't hurt things because that was the most hilarious part to me was there is an assumption that just bullets don't hurt things in video games. And you'll find people who are like, you know, wearing hoodies in a video game and you shoot them with a belt fed machine gun and it does nothing. Or you're in borderlands and the guy's wearing armor, but you shoot him with a fully automatic grenade launcher and it does nothing. Or in cyberpunk where you shoot a guy in the face eight times with a 357 Magnum or analog revolver and it does nothing and you find all of these really weird things like in the new XCOM I have an assault rifle oh but it's not the laser weapon so it will not kill the alien and I'm like well I can understand that if he was wearing a mech suit but this is a guy wearing a t-shirt and I just shot him in the face yeah hey, you know, it, this is this is Armani you can't cut this exactly it's, just- <laughs> <laughs> it's solid man I know and I think that's what makes uh like maxing uh, out the characters uh, great because you could just shoot them in the face and then they die and then some guy with a fucking sawed off shotgun with like a hobo just comes out of nowhere shoots you well that was and you're like dead you're like what the fuck that was that was my fucking that was my takeaway that i thought was fun with with playing cyberpunk uh 2020 the first time ever was if you get home with the brave you get all the books you'll find that like old guns are cheap like old military surplus guns are cheap. And this book was written in the eighties. So it's all like world war two surpluses dirt ass cheap. So me and the other guys in our cyberpunk group all got world war two Thompson's and we were like, rattle them boys. Like that was our whole shtick in cyberpunk was we had an old car and we had a whole bunch of Thompson's and that was it. We just had Tommy guns and went around and we're like, yeah, we're here to take it. See, but we never made much money and cybernetics are expensive and we all died. It's just a psycho who's like, yeah, I know why I lost my mind now. There's just some fucking noir guys walking around in trench coats with Tommy guns. <laughs> I had to take a piece of the business, see? Uh, hey, you don't want to talk to my go, my guy Tin Can Tony. He's he's like ninety percent metal, man. Exactly. <laughs> the uh, well, I was thinking about calling them the Noir Boys, you know, just because they're film noir. That's their whole shtick, yeah. you know. So everyone is like, "What's your problem, Buster? You button, you busting your buttons on me, or what? Keep those trousers on, you know." Oh, everyone, get everyone, your hands off me, Mister. Why I oughta? Yeah, why I oughta? Oh, criminy. 
Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, those, just a whole group of toughs with like slick back hair and Thompson's. Oh, and yeah. That, yeah. Say that to my face. Yeah. Well, why don't I'm you come funny, over funny here? Funny, funny, hell. <laughs> exactly. Just a old school wise guy. People pretending to be old school wise guys. Yeah. Like they, it doesn't matter where they're from. They don't even have to be Italian. It's just pretending. So everyone in the cyberpunk future, no matter what your background is, whatever, slick back hair, Thompson submachine gun, nice suit. Well, see, so have a point where people are like, what are you guys, Italian or something? He's like, no, I'm actually Jewish. Well, yeah, and and that's the idea is you just go like you have this whole group and they're like, what are you guys, the Italian mob? And you're like, whoa, who said mob? Like everyone just says that. Like, oh, I didn't say mob. I like, think of us yeah, more like, of as a oh, club. Hey, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, more of a club. They go like, oh, your times like, oh, you making this a race thing? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we are an association of enthusiasts. Yeah, don't don't start bringing yeah. all this crap in front of us. Yeah, why are you bringing this about race? Well, we we're have a Thompson specialty, group. you see. It's a, yeah. it's a specific yeah, we're specialty. We're like a Tommy Guns. You are a Tommy Gun Owners Association of America, sir. <laughs> How are you dare Italian? You? I don't see your Tommy Gun. Yeah, I don't see your Tommy Gun. You're not in that club. <laughs> yeah, you could actually make a mod for it called the Thompson Annihilator. That would be great. I would love to just put a Thompson in Cyberpunk and have it with a realistic rate of fire because I think people would actually use it. They'd be like, wow, it's a trench broom. And I'm like, yep. And you're like, wow, a lot of my fights are point blank. Yep. Wow, 45 works on most things. Yep. I think it's because if you make things work as real as you, you say, it obviously, like, if they don't see you, you can just hose them with bullets and they're dead. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Yes, that is awesome. That's ideal. But, but, <laughs> that's <laughs> but that's the other thing is like the majority of developers are like, well, my my 16-year-old daughter can't play this because she'd say it's too hard. So, you yeah, know, they got to make it for people who, who they're trying to make it for like a bigger group of people who don't have the same reaction times and are not well, used to like... Need. Yeah, so it's like yeah, a lot of they, people are just used to seeing bars these days. I agree. And well, like the, the other thing, the other thing in games, like when it comes into games and their actual, well, difficulty, shall we say, I, I, I find that there is a huge trend to make things like really simple and just hold people's hand and just drag them along, you yeah. know, and just be like, I, uh, I remember playing the Bioshock Remastered, for instance, and I found out that if you sat still, because Bioshock, you have to navigate through all these pretty huge areas and go around. I found that if you sit still in Bioshock, the Remastered, for just a little bit, it's like, go here. Yeah, they just, they won't let you figure it out. Well, I want to explore. Like, I want to uh, walk around and find out what's going on. I don't want someone to say, here is your linear spectacle. Yeah, uh, and there are people who just who want that experience. They're absolutely one hundred percent. I think uh, with Hitman, a lot of people were complaining about like, oh, you can do Hitman vision and all this stuff. It's like, no, you can literally go into the options and turn that off. Sure, and you can turn off all the icons and all the get. You can make it like as naked or as like full as you want to. It's fully customizable. And I think that's what makes these this trilogy that they made like the best ones they've done. I like it because money. well, I like it because it's way open. Like yeah. I can just do whatever the fuck I want, and I can just be a sh- I can just go around and yeah. commit shenanigans. And it's it's it looks pre- interesting. It always has like cool little like set yeah. pieces. It's it's a fun fucking little series, man. Yeah, you know what they need for a. Uh- to make cyberpunk a bit better, more oh. true to like the tabletop. Please. They need to make it like Yakuza like a dragon. You know, like the turn base when it gets to combat. 
I think what would what would add yeah. what I think yeah. what what would add a lot to cyberpunk is if you want to make it true to tabletop, you just make everything incredibly lethal, and you make it to where if someone starts a gunfight with you, it has consequences. So. One of the things I thought was kind of interesting is you never see factions or groups really shooting at each other. They all just kind of hang out in an area. And I'm going, well, in GTA and in Saints Row, you would see factions or different groups actually fighting each other. You would see that in um, Skyrim. You would see that in a lot of different things. There was stuff in the world that was actually happening. But what I found out in Cyberpunk was there would just be huge groups of people standing around and you could walk into their territory and fight them more or less. That's it. Yeah, this this is why I think it'll work with the thing. So this is like my idea. Because in like a dragon, like when it hits the combat, it's turn-based, but your characters still move. So if you try and attack someone who's behind someone with a melee attack, he's going to get in the way and punch you in the fucking jaw. So you can have all the lethality and shit, but like when you do your attack, you can put all the mod- mod- uh, modifiers on, like you're running while you're shooting to make you seem harder to hit no, I get, get behind cover. I, I get what you're saying. That kind of stuff. With yeah, Cyberpunk is... Or like Xenonauts in a way. Well, in Cyberpunk, it's all about modifiers. Like, I'm running while shooting two guns while diving through the air, and I'm trying to get all these modifiers to make me hard to hit because, as you point out, yeah, head damage is times two. You have four hit points in the head. Goodbye. And Cyberpunk Red made that, you know, a lot less lethal, which I understand because most people would not like Cyberpunk if their first guy they made died in five minutes. But Cyberpunk 2020 doesn't give a fuck. It's just... That's why you bring tissues to the first Cyberpunk game. I was told to bring a three-ring binder and three characters and sheets for more. Yeah, just just get get comfortable making character sheets. That's it's a part of the fun. Well, the game says this is basically how you die. It's a hopeless fight against an encroaching system, and it's about how you define your character's actions while they still can. And it's about agency and individuality and all of these interesting things and just standing up to this oppressive system of order. And I go, what a cool game, being punks in the gutter and fighting against the man. That's a great 1980s thing. It's very punk as shit. I think that's a magnificent idea, but a lot of people can't wrap their head around playing a character like that. They don't want to be this punk that fights the system. They want to be the hero that saves the day. Yeah, they always want to be the the OP plot armor guy and not, not like some gritty guy that if he gets a bit over his head, he's just going to fucking get his shit pushed in. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it, like... It, it grounds you. It, it makes you realize like, oh, you're not special, but you're trying to make something special. Exactly. You're trying to make a difference in the world that matters and that is measurable. It's measurable. That's, yeah. It's like you said before the podcast, it's like it's the legacy you leave behind. It's the story they tell about you kind of thing. Yeah. How did you die? And if you say, oh man, he died in this drinks named after him and he was a legend and he did all these things. That's a lot better of a legacy than growing old in a world like that. Man, I don't think people get old in that that fucking universe. There's like... Oh, it's his 40th birthday. Let's mail him a hand grenade. Well, that's, <laughs> but, but that's the thing is like everyone in that universe is, yeah, it's it's like Logan's run. There are no old people. So if you yes. don't mind, uh, I was going to say we need to uh, wrap, start wrapping this up because I, I, we have, they have a stream here in a bit and uh, I will need to pull the meat. But that being said, I was going to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us and fucking off with us. Thank you so very much for volunteering to go do melee and gravy for such a good cause. Mr. Barnsley Bond himself, the madman, the myth, the legend, Chippy, the tattooed Northman, and the Yorkist. 
do you have it's always a pleasure do you have any parting words of wisdom any thoughts or any pleas or messages the time is yours no matter how t- uh, tough times can get it's never really too too bad because look there's always going to be a pie in a pie shop there's always going to be a nice lady to serve you a pint you got to live for the simple things that's my motto simple as simple as simple not racist just don't like them <laughs> <laughs> thank you you can download yeah. a podcast but i don't care thanks for tuning in